Hey, welcome to the Epic Leadership Podcast. My name is Chad Mitchell, and besides being a husband and a father to four wonderful children, I am also a small business owner. And I'm Bobby Hawk. I'm co-hosting with Chad. And not only am I a husband and father of two, but I am also a pastor. So we're going to talk about leadership and whether you are in the marketplace or the ministry, I think the Epic Leadership Podcast can encourage and enhance your leadership. Here we go. Well, welcome back to another Epic Leadership Podcast. Bobby Hawk, how are you, man? I'm good, man. This is uh, month number two in our, our new digs. Can I you, love the new is setting. Is still new digs? Can you say that? Or is that, that date me a little bit? Okay. I don't know if you can say that, man. <laughs> in our new recording room. So some of you are watching uh, online on YouTube, which is pretty cool and excited. Uh, some of you are just still listening and yeah. you can't really see. But uh, but Chad's wife and, uh, and, and some help, but she kind of had the vision for this. And, man, it really turned out cool. So yeah. really loving it. We kind of, you know, we, we've changed the angles a little bit, feel a little bit more comfortable this time than last time. But sure. uh, but yeah, man, it's good. So month number two, March podcast for Epic Leadership. And I think this is uh, episode uh, 14 total. And if, I, if my count is right, I lose track of it, but I think this is number fourteen. You know, we started this just about a year ago, um, so yeah, we should be around fourteen there for sure. Yeah, so I don't know if we've uh, had fourteen podcasts worth of actual <laughs> good stuff, but if you take them all together, we've probably got one or two. So yeah. now we're going to continue. Uh, we started last month, and uh, if you missed last month, we'll, we'll kind of quickly review it. But the idea is we're spending a few months on this idea of living with purpose and versus chasing potential. Sure. I think we hear a lot about, you know, I'm just trying to live up to my potential or, and I don't know, I don't want to say it's a bad word, Chad, but I think potential is something you always chase and you never catch. And I think it sets up people for failure more than it necessarily creates success. Um, So we're talking about instead of looking for your potential, it's live out your purpose. Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, I, I would, I would also agree with you on that. I think that sometimes, you know, when you, when you start thinking, well, I haven't reached my potential. Well, who, who defines that anyways? Right. I mean, who's defining your potential? And I, and I feel like a lot of times when you, when you see people stress out about not reaching potential, that potential has been defined by somebody else other than themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And it becomes a comparison trap, yeah. right? I mean, we, we, we love sports. We talk about sports teams. I got my Royals gear on because spring training started and I don't have high hopes for the <laughs> Royals. Uh, the potential isn't probably there for them to world, win a world championship anytime soon, but you are right. I mean, potential becomes something that most of the time somebody else is defining for you. But even when you define it for yourself, it's like a moving target. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what my potential is. I don't know where the ceiling is, but what, what I do know is purpose. And the way we tied in purpose is if you think about a blueprint for a house last, right. last week or last month, we talked about you've built your own house sure, and how important a blueprint is to getting the end product, the finished product that you want. Yeah. We also talked about Jesus. He kind of gives the words and the, what's known as the sermon on the mountain, Matthew seven, he defines this idea of, are you building a house on a firm foundation, the rock? Are you building it on the sand? Uh, where if you're building it on a firm foundation, the wind comes, the the streams rise, the rain hits, the whole thing, and it stands. Versus he gives the analogy of, if you're not, it, it's going to crumble. 
And, uh, man, we had some win last night. I we mean, did for sure, uh, here in Kansas city anyway, but so we're kind of trying to build off that like plan and purpose and the blueprint for your life. So we came up with six pillars that we feel like if you, if you will purpose to live by these six pillars and you make them kind of a blueprint that you're going to start living with purpose versus just simply chasing potential. Yeah. Right. And, and I don't know if our six pillars are the be all end all. No. Okay. But it's a starting point. It's a starting block for, you know, for what we're going to talk about. It's a starting block for, for being able to put some different perspectives out there for just people to think about. And you can apply most of these pillars that we're talking about to most every facet of your life, whether that's career, whether that's personal, whether that's family. I mean, you can apply it. Right. And, and these come, these are driven by our faith. Yes, sir. But you don't have to have the same faith or even be a person of faith for most of this to just simply apply. Yeah. And, and what we're trying to do, Chad, is I think we're trying to create more questions where people are asking the question. Last time we talked about pillar number one, for instance, we talked about passion. And then we had six kind of sides to the pillar, if, yeah. you, if you want to look at it that way, that we that we talked about a passion for what we won't repeat all those. They can go back and listen. Uh, but it was meant to kind of maybe create some some questions about do I have a passion for this or am I living with passion uh, today? What are we talking about today? What's pillar number two that we're going to dive into? Yeah, today we're going to dive into principles um, just because within our life, whether that's career minded focus or whether that's personal minded focus, there's always going to be these principles that we live by. And the principles probably are not going to be consistent for everybody. Um, you're each going to have your own different set of principles. But I think what it goes back to, Bobby, is just having a framework there. And if you want to call it a blueprint for your principles, I mean, that's what it is. Um, you know, you talked a little bit about building that house. Well, here's the thing. When you go to build a house or you go to build any structure, the first thing you have to have is a blueprint. Uh, they're not even going to give you a permit to build a house or anything without that blueprint. So this kind of ties into a little bit of you know, what's your blueprint look like when it comes to principles? Yeah. So if I, if I go to just build a house and I'm like, I'm just going to kind of do it on the fly. I'll yeah. figure it out as I go. Uh, somebody told me I had potential to right. be a house builder. That's, that's a horrible design. And actually nobody would actually do that. Well, that's I've actually seen you swing a hammer before and you have no potential have to build a house at potential. all. <laughs> Destroy a house. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Hammer in some person's hand is a tool in my hand. It's, it's a weapon probably only to hurt myself. So yeah, yeah I, I agree with you on so. that. So when we talk about principles, everybody could come up with their own list. What we've done is in an effort to be consistent, each pillar, six sides to each pillar, six pillars. We're trying to just really keep this simple. And for us, all of these kind of start with I this time because yeah. that's just what helps us remember. But the first principle that you and I have agreed that we want to live by is the principle of identity. Yeah. Well, what does identity mean? Why is that a principle for you? You know, because I, I think identity is really important, and, I, and I, I love that that's number one, Bobby, because I think before you can get any of this other stuff right, you have to know who you are. Who am I as an individual? Who am I as a person? Um, you know, we talked a little bit uh, on the last podcast about passion. What am I passionate about? You know, what is it that I'm trying to accomplish? Um, I'll give you an example. For me, identity goes back to, number one, my faith. Okay, mm -hmm. that, that's where it starts at. But then it goes to I'm a, I'm a husband, I'm a father, um, I'm a business owner. You know, those are all wrapped up into my identity. And I think sometimes, Bobby, I can get those things out of order. You know what I mean? I, I can get those things out of order. And, you know, even I could identify as a, as a, as a local Chiefs fan. 
You know what I mean? And it's easy to get those things out of order and start focusing on the wrong ones at the wrong time. Yeah. So what we're, what we're highlighting is really know your identity, but make sure that that identity is your core identity. Absolutely. Yeah. Because we can, we can lump a lot of things into our identity that, that really aren't foundational. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the blueprint, the, the, the real, real foundation is what we're driving at. Not what's going to hang on the halls when the house is done. Yeah. I mean, that's a different deal. And so when I think of identity, it reminds me that, you know, again, going back to my faith, God created me to be me. He didn't create me to be anybody else. That's right. If I'm not Bobby Hawk, nobody else will be. But how often in life do we end up maybe chasing another identity? Goes back to this idea of potential, trying to be somebody we're not. Right. Maybe we feel pushed into that box, forced in that box, or maybe we're just trying to be somebody else because we we like their lifestyle. I remember in college, I uh, it was my freshman year. I don't think I've ever told you this story. And uh, there was a senior, and and he was the student body president, really, really great guy, really nice guy, and kind of took me under his wing as a freshman. And uh, we had this this event, and I did a look-alike contest with him. I didn't really look a lot like him, but he wore these very specific glasses, and you know, so I, I kind of put these glasses on and kind of combed my hair back when I had more a certain way. Uh, and, and it was kind of a knockoff, if, if you will, version. Um, it it was for fun. But if you're not careful, that can translate into life and you can find somebody that you really like, really admire, maybe even a mentor. And while learning from them is one thing, trying to be them, yeah. man, that's that's a, that's a problem yeah. because if you're not you, nobody else is. Well, I can tell you even in the business community, um, in the business community, you know, sometimes we're going to try to be business owners who are not really supposed to be. Okay. And the reason for that is, is we get so driven by competitive nature, mm-hmm. right? So there are plenty of people out there that do the same type of business that I do. Okay. And the reality of it is, is there are so many that are better than I am at what I do. If I try to emulate them, if I try to be who they are, it doesn't come off as genuine, Bobby. It, it just doesn't. It yeah. doesn't come off as genuine. And what ends up happening is I end up trying to be somebody who I'm not. And the reality of that is, is, is I would say the success of my business has come from me being who I am, not trying to be who I'm not, if yeah. that makes sense. And that's what's going to come across, genuine. Absolutely. Right? That's yeah. authentic. I, I know for me, even as, as a pastor, one of the things that I had to learn is even what I wear on Sundays. I, I know that sounds really kind of simple, but when I first started, I was wearing a suit and tie, Chad. That's what I, yeah. it's what I saw. It's what other people had done. And that's not me. Now, I'll do that for certain occasions, right? Funerals, weddings, whatever. But as far as just a Sunday morning speaking, uh, probably what I'm wearing today, this is what I'm more comfortable in. And that even was a part of my identity. Like I can't try to be somebody I'm not. And so I think the, the, the question for viewers is, one, do I know who I am? I mean, have I really taken the time to say, who who am I? What is my identity? Or am I trying to be somebody else, right? That, that goes back to potential, right? Trying yeah. to live up to somebody else. The, the second principle that we want to talk about, again, there's six sides maybe to this pillar of principle that we've come up with. The second principle is what? I think we talk a little bit about integrity, Bobby, because I think that's another important part of this. Um, you know, when you think about integrity, to me, here's what that means. To me, that, that means that um, 
my honesty, number one, and my real, number two. Um, it, it also means is, you know, what are, what are my beliefs in regards to how I deal with people or how those people deal with me? You know, you and I both listen to a podcast, I believe, that um, it, it's uh, Pastor Craig Rochelle. Mm-hmm. He's got a great podcast. And the one thing that he always says that always resonate with, resonates with me is, I'd rather follow a leader who's always real than one that's always right. Yeah. And I, I just think that's so important. Yeah. And I think integrity can be misunderstood. Sometimes yeah. I think we put integrity and we say, you know, someone only has integrity if they always do the right thing every time. Yeah. And well, I mean, while we should strive to do that, Chad, that's creating a pedestal for leaders that they're going to fall off of. Uh, none of us are Jesus. Right. Jesus did the right thing every time. At least that's my faith persuasion, right? It, so integrity isn't just about, in my opinion, living a perfect life, always making the right decision. I think integrity is about consistently being who you are. And then when you're not admitting that and working through it so that you can be that person. Yeah. Um, and, and I agree. Years ago, somebody asked me, Bobby, how, how would you define integrity? And I was speaking at a leadership retreat and they were kind of asking me to, you know, well, how would you define it? So I, I, I took some time to really think about it. I thought, well, I think integrity is when your your image. So image is what I would say I see in the mirror. Right. It's who I think feel I am. Your reputation that that's what you think about me, and your character, what what God thinks about me. I mean, He really sees me when all three of those look the same. To me, that's integrity. Sure. And so if I if I ask the question, Hey, Bobby, do you think other people are seeing? the same thing that, that God sees, or do you see yourself the same way that, that God sees you? Are, are you living a lie because you're trying to maybe not deal with an issue in your life? I think when you strive for those to look the same, that's where integrity comes in. Now, I can't control what everybody thinks about me, Chad. I'm not really referring to that, but the people that know me best, right. if they see the same thing I see and the same thing God sees, I think that's integrity. Yeah. And I agree. I think that's that's foundational because integrity is going to impact how you lead and deal with people. Right. I, I think the one key point that I want to touch on here that, that you mentioned, because I think it's very important for people to hear and very important for people to understand. Integrity doesn't mean you're always right. I mean, that that's not what that means. Integrity means that you are going to miss the mark at times. And when you do, it's how you react to that. Mm-hmm. Um, people, you know, the expectations of people that you deal with, whether that be your team or whether that be friends, family, you know, sometimes they can be pretty high expectations, but I, I have to believe that if you own mistakes when you make them, if you own mistakes, even as leaders, you know, I, I think as a young leader, I always I always felt, well, because I'm the leader, I always have to be right. Well, that's just the reality of this is, is that just is it's poor leadership on my part. Um, and that creates obstacles for you in your leadership for sure. I can, I've experienced them. I've went through them. So, you know, I would say the most important part of being a leader is sometimes stepping up and saying, you know what? I missed that. Yeah. And and that's a leader worth following. Absolutely. I mean, that's the type of person I want to be because that's the type of person I want to follow. I want to follow somebody, like you said, that's focused more on being real than, than always being right. Now the third side, if you will, to this pillar, you know, we talk about these principles, what's important to us. What's really important to me is this idea of ingenuity. Yeah. And and I know that's a word that maybe we don't necessarily use a lot. I mean, I don't know that that's part of my daily vocabulary, but when I think of ingenuity, I think of creativity. Yeah. And I feel like God 
who created us in his image is a creative God. Therefore, we are creative people. But I know the term creative, when you when you think about applying it to certain people, sometimes it gets applied to, let's say, those in the arts right. or those that do music. You know, people might say, yeah, you're part of the creative arts. Right. Um, and then I think there's those who maybe just have a lot of ideas. And so right. we kind of uh, assume, oh, you're one of those creative people. But I think, Chad, we're all wired to be creative in our own way because we're all unique. Am I wrong in that? What do you think? I would would agree with you on that. We are all wired to be creative. However, I would say where the the difference comes up is how we express the creativity. Yeah. Right? Um, You and I both, we've talked about this many a time. We're both Enneagram 3s. How we're going to express our creativity is probably going to be a little bit different than an Enneagram 9. You know what I mean? So our creativity is typically expressed by the way of, hey, we've got an idea. Check this out. Here's what we're going to do. And we go implement that idea. Now, sometimes we fall flat on our face, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, we come back to, hey, you know what? We tried that. Let's try something different now. And we're always working towards that creative piece. As a business owner, um, creativity, I mean, it's important just because in today's business environment, it's how you differentiate yourself from others that are doing the same thing, selling the same product, representing yeah. the same thing. Um, this podcast was a version of you and I being creativity. How do we how do we brand ourselves? How do we brand our organizations in a in a format that we believe in and in a way that we feel like we're going to reach more people? Yeah, to the listener who says, you know, Bobby Chad, man, that's not my strength. Sure. I'm not I'm not creative. That's not me. And here's what I would say. We're not really talking about strengths and weaknesses from leadership aptitude. Right. I mean, I get that. You know, you mentioned the Enneagram. Uh, Patrick Lencioni has, you know, in the last few years, this six working genius model. Yeah. And and some people have heard about that. And, and the whole invention is is one of the geniuses that some people have. And we might talk about that and say, oh, well, those are people who are creative. I think what we're talking about is there, there's just – if we're created by God, he's a creative God, then he's created each of us uniquely, which means that we bring different skill sets and different um, passions. And that is creativity, yeah. is, is using what he's given us. And I think there's a there's a, just a simple phrase that maybe our listeners could hold on to that I heard years ago from, from Rick Warren. So yeah. Rick Warren wrote The Purpose Driven Life, pastored you know, a large church in California, but he said this phrase to a small group of leaders that we were meeting with him, and he said, imitate what works and innovate what doesn't work. Yeah. And I thought, that's creativity. For sure. I don't have to reinvent the wheel every time. I'm going to find something that works. You as a business owner, find something that works. Me as a pastor, find something that works. There's nothing wrong with imitating that. Yeah. But there are times where you have to innovate because it is not going to work for you in your business or it's not going to work for me. And I think when we innovate what doesn't work, that's what we're talking about. That's the ingenuity. That's the creativity. And so, yeah, maybe personality aside, leadership aptitude aside, one of the principles I want to live by is a creative God created me. Right. And I'm pretty sure there's some creativity in there that I can tap into. And so that's that's a, that's an important principle or at least side to the pillar of that principle. Uh, number four, we've shared three. What's number four? Impartiality. So when I... Think about impartiality, Bobby. Well, let me get let me get this from you because I think it's important um, that we can bounce these back and forth because 
Let me get your perspective on impartiality. So when when I say that, what what does that mean to you? Well, I think it comes back to the the creation part I just mentioned with God, and God created us in His image, and it says He created them, male and female. He created them. I think it's the idea if we're all created in God's image, no matter how much different we may look on the outside, no matter how different I am from the most different person from me in the world, whoever that person is, I don't know, but I mean, we can be totally opposite. We're still created in God's image. And so we're impartiality. What that means to me is, you know, it's not playing favorites. It's looking at everybody and saying, even if I don't agree with you, even if we don't get along, even if I don't necessarily accept your belief system or your behaviors, that you're still created in God's image like I am. And I think it helps me look at everybody on an equal playing field. And I, I think that's a I think that's a healthy thing, Chad, because if mm-hmm. not, I'm looking down on people, right? Right. And I don't want to be that person. And I and I think this is a this is good to touch on and, and, and again, you know, we'll just touch on this for a second. Bobby, we live in a world today where impartiality can, can sometimes um, run astray with us, right? Just because whether it's political views, whether it's opinions or whatever that is. I think those have always been there, right? I think those have always been there, even from dating way back to 20 years ago. The difference with today is, is now you can be more vocal about it mm-hmm. and you and you really don't have to defend your position. So you can go on and, and a lot of times you and I talk about this, but you can go on and you can be a keyboard warrior for just a, f- a few minutes. Yeah. And you don't have to defend that position or anything. So it's really easy to get that stuff out of there. And, and I just think sometimes that that – is a is a bad route to go with this. It it's is. one of the things that I always tell my kids, and, and and I can constantly preach this to them. Once you put that out there, it's really hard to take back. Number one, and number two, somebody can take that completely out of context from what you actually meant. Yeah, well, and because of what you just mentioned, and social media and oh, the yeah. internet, you you hide behind a computer screen and you're not necessarily having face to face. Now I know there's people that that say I'd say the exact same thing to their face, but I think more often than not, if you actually sat down with the person and got to know the person, you probably wouldn't say that we are more alike than we're not. Absolutely. We just tend to focus on the areas that we're not. I think this idea for me of impartiality, Chad, it doesn't mean I'm not going to have friends. It doesn't mean I'm not going to have best friends. It doesn't mean I'm going to hang out with everybody. In fact, it doesn't mean I'm even going to treat everyone the same that I work with or that I, that I'm around. What it means is I'm just choosing not to play favorites. You know, the Bible addresses this idea in the book of James and it talks about treating people as, for instance, everyone deserves respect, right? Um, Everyone deserves to be treated with kindness. Like, I don't want to treat people differently that I like or prefer or that are easier for me to get along with. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not going to have close friends or closer friends. Mm -hmm. Jesus even had disciples. Not everybody was a disciple. And within the disciples, he had three that seemed to be pretty close to him. Uh, You maybe even could argue one was the closest. So that's not what we're talking about. But he still treated everyone with dignity, with respect, and I think that's just a way I want to live my life. I want to be impartial because if I become the person who's not, uh, I become the person that I don't want want right. to be. So that that I think that's what impartially means. Yeah. To- and and I want our viewers and our listeners to to hear this in our hearts as well. 
this we're not saying that this is something that we're a hundred percent at. You know, I think we struggle with this actually. Absolutely, you know I think we struggle with this. I think everybody struggles with this. The only reason we're bringing this up is because we do struggle with it, right? Yeah. We do struggle with it. We're not saying, "Hey, this is how we live our life and we're great at this." What we're saying is, is hey, this is something we struggle with, and it's something that we want to keep in front of people because if we're struggling, others are. Prime example, you and I will communicate and talk to people who eat fruits and vegetables. We're not saying they're bad people just because we don't eat them. <laughs> That's very, very good analogy. And, and maybe maybe we can all kind of wrap it up in this. Anybody who has had a teacher before, maybe some of our listeners are teachers, one of the the core principles that we would think about with a teacher is that a teacher doesn't play favorites, right? Yeah. Teacher has 20 kids in her classroom or his classroom, and every kid is going to be treated the same with respect and dignity. However, some of those kids need more one-on-one attention based on the subject matter, maybe based on the situation at home. Yeah. I remember my fourth grade year, Chad, and we can't do this anymore, but my parents had just gotten divorced. I came into a new school and that specific teacher on my birthday, which was about two and a half months into the school year, took me and my cousin who didn't even attend the school uh, to Discovery Zone back in the day awesome. uh, and for my birthday. Now, you could say she was playing favorites. I don't think that's what it was. I think right. she was identifying. I was the only kid in my entire class at the time whose parents were divorced. Yeah, She was identifying a need that she could help me with. And I think that's the difference. It's all about the motive. Right. Um, and, and I would even say maybe the way to look at it is while teachers shouldn't play favorites, there are ways that you can earn favor. The same can be with employees to a boss. And, and so you may be treated uh, with more responsibility. You may be given more opportunity because you've proved yourself. Well, that's favor. That's not favorites. Right. That's a different thing. We're just talking about in general living a life where I'm not going to – allow my natural impartiality to cloud my judgment. I'm going to actually work to be the type of person who says, you know what? I want to treat everyone with respect. I want to love everyone. And even the people I don't agree with, I want to agree to disagree without being disagreeable because they deserve that. And that's what we all want. We want people to treat us. Maybe it's the whole golden rule, Chad, right? Treat others the way you want to be treated. It's pretty simple. Pretty simple. and, and And I would say both of us are works in progress and yeah. we are striving for excellence within impartiality. Yeah. And it's not easy to do, which yeah. is why it's a principle for us to try to live by. Absolutely. All right. Number five, the fifth side of this pillar of principles, I would simply say insufficiency. Yeah. And and it almost seems weird to admit that I want to live my life with insufficiency because you, you almost think, well, no, don't you – Don't you want to live your life with sufficiency? Don't you want to have enough or be enough? But when I say insufficiency, Chad, I'm kind of alluding to the fact that I alone, I'm not enough. Right. I can't do life alone. What do you think of? Yeah, I I would, I would probably say the same thing. Um, You know, and I'll take this from a business perspective, from a, from a business ownership perspective, you know, Bobby, I, I feel like that our success has came from a lot of different things. But the biggest part of the success of, of my organization has not necessarily came from me. It's came from those who surrounded me and who put in the work and put in the time with me. You know, I can think even back as, as early as, as my first hire, um, you know, him and I still have conversations today. Um, and, and, you know, I think that the impact that he had on my business was, was huge. 
I think that the impact that I had on him was hopefully a great thing. And for us to be able to still have that relationship today is a wonderful thing for me, and I hope it is for him as well. But the insufficiency side of things, I think we can sometimes get wrapped up in this thing, and and I think we can it can almost be a negative thing, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I no, I think you're, I think you're right. I think when when I go back to my faith and I say, well, wait a second, God said it's not good for man to be alone. That's what He said in the garden with Adam, and He created Eve. Well, man wasn't alone. He was walking with God. But God knew that we needed other people, that being successful alone, that's isolation. That doesn't work. And I think that's why it's so important to me that one of the principles I live by is by myself, you know, first of all, apart from God, I'm totally insufficient, Chad. Yeah. I mean, I need I need God's help. I need his strength. I need all of that. But But even taking it a step further, I need more than that. Yeah. I also need people in my life, um, you know, a team when it comes to uh, the work environment being successful, but a team at home, you know, um, uh, people in my life, friends that can right. push me and challenge me because on my own, apart from all of that, man, I am really, really insufficient. Yeah. And, and we're going to touch on that in a future podcast because just kind of a little bit of a preview, but one of the pillars for us is people. Right. And we, we're going to talk about some of the specific people or types of people that we feel we need in our lives in order to grow and to be challenged. But yeah, by myself, the insufficiency, uh, it's a pillar I live by because it reminds me, or it's a principle I live by rather, it reminds me that I can't do it alone and I wasn't designed to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it's important. I think it's also important that we continue to focus on that. And, and I, again, these, this is not the be-all, end-all list, right? But we feel like that that is important enough to mention to say, hey, this is something you got to keep in front of you. So yeah. I, I think it's great. So when you think about the next principle that we talk about here, um, what do you think about? So we've talked uh, through a few, but the next one that I'm thinking about here is intentionality. Yeah, I think intentionality wraps it up because we're talking about being intentional with all of these things, right? Yeah. So with your identity – be intentional. Do you know who you are? With your integrity, you're making intentional decisions to be a person that lives with integrity. Ingenuity. Yeah. Be intentional about imitate what works, but innovate what doesn't and tap into the creativity that God's put inside of you. Impartiality. That takes intentionality to be impartial right. because our natural selves tend to lean more towards prejudice and favoritism and all of that. And even what we just talked about you have to be intentional to understand that by myself, I can't do it alone. So I need to be intentional and I need to surround myself with other people. And really, I need to make sure that I'm trusting God. So, yes, I think intentionality kind of wraps this thing in a bow yeah. and says, be intentional. That's a principle to live by. How do you live with intentionality? What does that look like for you? You know, I, I you know, there's no rhyme or reason to the order that we put these in. Um, intentionality is probably one of the most important things, in my opinion, that we're going to talk about because I think that ties into every single one of these that we have talked about. We have to be intentional uh, about doing all of these things. And, and here's the problem. When we're not intentional, Bobby, sometimes we can get stuck in a rut, so to speak. We can get stuck in the same routine. I get up. I go to work. I don't enjoy the job that I'm in, or maybe I do enjoy the job that I'm in, and I just get stuck in this rut. 
Well, the reality of that is, is is that is a bad spot to be in the long run of things, okay? And those that get stuck in those ruts, I I would say that typically they struggle with possibly depression. Typically, they're going to struggle with possibly um, trying to figure out who they are as a person. So there's so many things that can kind of come into play with that. But we have to be very intentional about this. And being intentional is not easy. I mean, that's a hard thing to do sometimes. Well, and I think some people live without intentionality for that reason. Yeah. Because it's just easier to just live life and it is what it is. Whatever happens, happens. But Chad, if you're not living intentionally, you're living accidentally. Right. And most accidents don't work out. I mean, most accidents don't lead to good things. I mean, occasionally you can play a game with some friends and, and you win and you're like, oh, I wasn't even trying. I was just out there having fun. But in life, most things that are not intentional, that are accidental, it reminds me of more of a car accident. You don't you don't see a car accident and say, wow, that's a good thing. Right. You say, oh, man, that's a bad thing. I think people that live accidental lives, they live without intention, goes back to they don't live on purpose. Correct. Yeah, yeah, I think, and it, and I think this is the one that that is probably the toughest out of these, to be honest with you, because it's easy for us to say, "Hey, you need to live intentional," right? That's really easy for us to say, but I would still say the reason why we're talking about it is because it's something sometimes we're going to struggle with, yeah. and some are going to struggle more than others. I get that, but the reality of it is, is is you have to stay focused on being intentional about all of these things that we're talking about. Losing focus on some of these things can really get you down a different path that is not – you're not going to be the best version of yourself, to be honest. Yeah, and that's – I think that's where if there's one takeaway from intentionality, it's just asking myself, am I living my life intentionally? Yeah. Or am I just living to live? Am I just waiting to see what happens? Or am I taking the reins? goes back to the blueprint, yeah. right? Am I the one designing the house? Or am I just letting somebody else hand me a blueprint? I'm just trying to to follow their design. We're all designed uniquely. And when I live intentional, I say, hey, I want to live out the design that, that, that God gave me, not just somebody else's design. It almost feels like without intentionality, it kind of comes back to what we talked about earlier. I'm just chasing somebody else's potential for my life. Yeah. And that's certainly not something that that we're designed to do. So, uh, so just quick recap: yeah. principles to live by for us, and and people can add to the list, take away from the list. Our big maybe takeaway is: what principles do you live by? Yeah. Are you living by principles? Because principles must be a pillar right. in your life. So whether it's identity and integrity, ingenuity, impartiality, insufficiency, and intentionality, that's the six we're talking about. But whether it's that or not, the question really comes down to are principles a pillar of your life and are you living by them? Because if you are and the principles are good and solid and foundational, you're going to be a better leader, Yeah. whether that's better business person, manager, employee, husband, wife, spouse yeah. of, of any kind, mom, dad, grandparent. I mean, kid, it applies across the board with this idea of living on purpose with principles. Yeah. And remember, this is not a be-all, end-all list. This is a list that that we feel like is a good starting point for us. But maybe there's something else that doesn't start with the letter I that's a good starting point for our listeners or our viewers. You know, So I think that's important to understand that as well. 
And I think it's also important to say we're not saying, hey, we're the best at this. We're saying, hey, we struggle with this. This is a, this is a problem sometimes. So since you and I struggle with it, we feel like others struggle as well. Yeah. So why don't we why don't we next time let's let's kind of add to our pillars. So we've hit passion. Yeah. That's important to live with passion. You got to define what that is for you. We gave some examples for us. It's important to live with principles. Chad, I almost think maybe we we come back to what we were talking about with that insufficiency. We can't do it alone. Maybe next time we talk about the people, the people we need in our lives, and and we'll we'll share some. Yeah. Not not we're not going to share names. That's not what it's about. Everybody has different people, but there are some specific roles, yeah. some types of roles that we need in our lives to be the best versions of ourselves. So maybe we can hit that next time. Yeah, I, I think that'll be really important to hit next time. And, and it, kind of a spoiler alert. Bobby, as a young leader, there were some people that I didn't have in my life that I really needed. And, uh, you know, I'll be excited to talk about that one because I really went through some dark times as a leader without those people in my life. So uh, that'll be fun. Yeah. And and that goes back to some of our listeners can learn from our experiences, the good, the bad, the ugly, right? For sure. The failures, the wins. Um, and if you can learn from others, you don't have to necessarily repeat those things. Yeah. And so part of our hope would be just that. We'll talk about six different types of people, kind of six sides to that pillar of people that we both feel like everyone needs. And then the takeaway, hopefully, for our listeners next time is, do I have those people? Who are those people? And is there a gap that I need to fill? Because like you, I'll share some things too. There's times in my life where I haven't had necessarily all of those people and uh and i wish i did yeah so we'll share that awesome man hey thanks again i I hope again hope there's some takeaways for our listeners i know i'm always encouraged i'm always coming back to this and thinking about it again and i'll be thinking about some of the principles that we talked about today and uh we'll talk about people next time so any uh closing thoughts you bet no i this has been good bobby i'm always uh always happy to sit down with you just because we continue to under uncover things that makes me better as not only a leader, but also as a person, as a husband, as, as a dad. So I'm always appreciative of that, to sit down with you on these. Um, to our viewers, to our listeners, hey, thanks for hanging out with us. Um, if you found this helpful, go ahead and share that with other people that are out there. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to just help as many people with this as we possibly can. So share that. Leave us one of those five-star reviews. We always love seeing those. But, uh, man, I look forward to hanging out with you next time. Yeah, we'll see you, see you next month. Have Take a good care. one. Take care. Thanks for joining the Epic Leadership Podcast. Man, this is just fun for Bobby and I just to kind of talk back and forth and hopefully give you some good insights into some leadership of a couple different industries. And if you've enjoyed it, we would love to have a good review. Uh, Give us a five-star rating if you can. Share it with some friends. If you didn't like it, then tune in again next time and we will try to do better. We'll see you next time, guys.